Welcome back to Con Exec, special Con Tech edition. I am your guest host, Bradley Dean. I'm the Vice President of Security Services at Ace Consulting. And with us is Craig Willard. He's an author, executive, and leadership coach, and COO of Simplify T. That's a managed IT and cybersecurity services company out of Frankfort, Kentucky. Craig, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Awesome. Hey, if you haven't heard by now, you will. The DOD is unveiling its most recent and far-reaching effort to protect its sensitive information, a sweeping CMMC, or Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Compliance Requirement. Okay, this is for the whole supply chain. This is for general contractor, subcontractor, supplier. If you do any work in any capacity for the DOD, you will need to get compliant. This is complex stuff, um, and we are here break it down for the everyday non-IT expert contractor. Questions like, how much will this cost? Right? That's a big question on everyone's mind. Can I do this on my own to save money? That's a valid question. Should I wait until the last second? Uh, also a valid question. We're gonna, we brought on Craig here, an expert, to help us with this, and, um, and we're going to dive in. All right, so Craig, um, what is CMMC compliance and why is the DOD requiring it? CMMC is a new form of compliance regarding the DOD. So if we slide over a little bit, we think about something like HIPAA. HIPAA is a self-assessing uh, system to meet compliance for regula federal regulations. However, it is keyed self-assessment. At one point, um, you know, several years ago, they started 800-171, which was a self-assessing body of compliance for, for cybersecurity. However, that, that self-assessing compliance actually wasn't truly met. So they brought in CMMC to say, you know what? We know that people in the field are not doing what they say they're doing, they claim they're doing, and it's putting our infrastructure and our Department of Defense at, at risk. And so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna create a model based off of 800-171, but then Instead of you self-assessing, we're going to certify it, and we're going to make sure that you're doing it. Awesome. Um, so what's, what is the timeline for, for uh, CMMC? Is it going to be now in five years? What's the interim rule? Um, can you yeah. explain that for us? Sure. So the plan right now, and this is going to be probably somewhat of a moving target, we are looking at somewhere in October, kind of the start, but we're looking at, at this point, the CMMC AB has said that about 15 uh, contracts were gonna be written this year regarding this, and then it's gonna move from 15 contracts this year all the way up until 2025, where if they stay online, that will be 100%, all contracts will have a CMMC requirement on it. Yep. Thus, that means that you don't have to actually have a certified, um, you don't have to have an assessor certify you at the time that you apply for one of your contracts, but you have to do, you got to have that certification before you can actually accept that, that completion of that contract or the start of that contract. Yeah, yeah. And then what they've done is they said in, in the, in between, we know that 871 is the standard. The interim rule says you, if you have a 7012 clause in your contract that says you must comply with 871, what you then need to do is go ahead and do the self-assessment. If you haven't done one in the last three years, then you need to take that self-assessment and you need to grade it, then you need to take that grade and you need to enter that into SPURS. Mm. But while you are going through the 171 self-assessment, you need to go ahead and complete the SSP, 
which is a significant document that can be a couple hundred pages, and also the POAM, and the difference between those two is the SSP kind of says what you're currently doing now, it even shows your gaps, but uh, it doesn't go into detail like a POAM does, which would literally define each one of your gaps and milestones for which you're going to get those completed. Very good, very good. If you can hear it, um, this is about as simple as it gets, guys. Um, and I'm having a hard time following. This is why we use guys like, like Craig to get things done, because this is not easy. Um, and, and we will answer questions of, should I do it myself? But this is one of the reasons that the, um, the DOD has created something called the accreditation body. Correct. Right? The accreditation yeah. body has, is, is what the DOD has implemented to help contractors. Right. It is a nonprofit organization. Uh, met, uh, it's built off of people in the industry. So it's not the DOD. This is a nonprofit that just is helping people that are in the supply chain of DOD to be able to reach compliance outside of it being from specifically the DOD. Right. And we will get into this um, later. But Simplify T is an RPO. Craig is an RP. Correct. RP is registered practitioner. He is Correct. accredited by the CMMC accreditation body. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, congratulations on that, by the Thank way, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about what he can offer you um, near the near the end of this. But right, the three obstacles. How much is it going to cost? Can I do this on my own? Can or should I wait? Since right, Craig just said it's about it's about four and a half years out, five years out. Right. What's the hurry? If I'm not currently on a DOD contract right now, right. Um, the first one's probably the most asked. Um, how much is this going to cost, Greg? Well, that varies. On average. <laughs> <laughs> so the range could be, I mean, it could be anywhere between, you know, a couple thousand dollars complete to over a hundred thousand dollars complete. You have to think of the mentality that the federal government believes that you are already complying with 800 if you have the 7012 clause, which says that. And mm -hmm. because you are complying with that, they expect that your CMMC transition should be pretty simple. 800 is a majority of level three uh, maturity for CMMC. So, hey, if you have already self-assessed and you say that you are complying with all these rules and regulations, this should be really simple. It's for those who have struggled or haven't completed it and actually checked the box just because we're just going to check the box so we can have the business. Well, you're behind the wheel. I mean, you're really behind the, the eight ball here. This is, a, this is going to be a significant problem because if you're currently in a contract, they're not saying anything about that, but if you have any changes to your contracts or if you're going to get a new contract between now and whenever the maturity model starts to increase in, in the requirements, uh, you have to have your spur score in, all your stuff done. You have to have your POEM completed, and all of, uh, all of that stuff as you work through the Air 171 stuff. Yeah, real quick, real quick. Spurs. Spurs. What so is that, that is the website that you go to where you enter in your your uh, score against your 8171. Right. Your self-assessment. Yes, right. your self-assessment yeah. score. And it also has some information about your SSP dates and things of that nature. Right. The idea behind that is that they have a central repository that can be reviewed before contracts are approved right. in the interim period to just to validate it. If you don't have that, they're not supposed to allow you to receive any of those contracts or adjustments to current contracts. That's great. Um, so... Let's say at lowest. I know this is all estimate. Uh, you know, I'd say lowest. You're probably gonna you're gonna spend is is 
if you are required to comply with 8171 and that's what this interim rule is all about right. if you don't have the 7012 clause and you're not handling CUI this is a different there's a different there's a different direction for you yep. but for those who are handling CUI who have a 7012 clause in their contracts those individuals will need to at least take the time to, if they've already completed their SSP, they've got it up to date, they've mm -hmm. already completed their POAM and they're still monitoring it, they just need to grade their current, if it hasn't been within the last three years, they need to grade their current 8171, mm -hmm. and just go put the, that in there. And it might take them a total of a couple hours, but if you haven't done any of that work, I mean, it could cost you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Honestly, it could be as low as, you know, three or $4,000, but it could be as high as, you know, a hundred plus thousand, mm -hmm. because not only do you have to have somebody come in and help you understand what 8171 is and what all the questions are, but you also have to have solutions to start implementing and you start, you have to start reaching milestones that say that you're actually driving in a direction to complete all of 8171. So it just, it really is dependent upon your maturity. You know, if you are lacking in maturity in cybersecurity and you're not complying, then you've got a lot of work and it's going to cost you a lot of money or you choose not to and you just don't do, you know, you just don't, you just don't apply for any new contracts. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's the option you have. Right. So for your company, right, two things that we need to figure out for you. One, am I handling CUI data? Yes. That's important to know. If you need more information, do your research. Yeah. What is CUI data? Do I have it? Um, and secondly, do I need the 7012 clause, which yeah. essentially this is a, a simpleton's answer. You, yeah. you can correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. Am I currently working with the DOD? If so, I have to meet the 7012 clause. Right. So the 7012 clause basically says that you're handling and processing CUI data. Okay. Um, there is some debate okay. uh, because, you know, there, okay. there is a possibility that the contracting officer and the organization can just say, we're going to leave the 7012 clause out. However, regardless of if they leave it out or not, if you are handling CUI, the federal government will say, we don't care that 7012 wasn't literally written in your contract. You're still responsible. And so you better comply. So it's not really enough to say 7012 is on your contract. You need to ask your contracting officer or your prime, whoever it is, right. that you're, you know, whoever you're talking to about the, the contract you're about to sign up for, are you going to be delivering CUI data to me? Am I going to be building, creating, or developing CUI data in the process of this contract? Those are really important. If you're not, then we're talking about FAR regulations. We're not talking about CUI, you know, we're not talking about 8171. So in that case, um, you know, you've got to know, and this is really hard because a lot of things that can be considered CUI. So ask, and they should be tagged. They should be marked as CUI data. This is not stuff that you want floating around your organization unmarked so that you know and understand what is and is not CUI data. Awesome. All right. So question two, obstacle two. Um, Craig, should companies, could, or should companies do this themselves? From an 800-171 interim rule, Yes, they could do that to themselves. If they are already complying, they're, they have a high level of maturity, this is going to be very little work and not very hard at all. Uh, they're just going to take their current assessment, they're going to score it, they're going to put some data in the spurs, and then they're going to be done. And they're going to continue to work towards on that POAM, clicking off each one of those issues that have been noted in the POAM. If they are talking about an organization, or if we're talking about an organization that is you know, less mature and they're not doing anything and they're just checking the box because they want the work. This could be a significant 
you know, this could be a significant achievement requiring people outside the organization. If you don't have an IT team, this is even going to press that even further along. Yep. And so it's really important. You know, hopefully you're doing 8171 and everything's going to be really simple. If you're not and you're just getting started, it's going to take more than just mm -hmm. you to probably get it done. Unless you're a big enough organization that you have an IT team that you can dedicate to it. Sure. It's basically it's up to you. Um, but there are consequences for not being ready. There are. I mean, as of right now, the interim rule says if you don't have SPURS completed, if you don't have your POAM and your SSP ready, and you don't have a current within three years 8171 assessment and you don't have a grade, you're not going to get anything new. And you're not going to get any changes approved to anything that's current. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the CMMCAB or the CMMC accreditation body has, um, has locked down two positions um, for certification, um, one being the RP, that's what Craig is, that's the registered practitioner. Um, his role is to get companies ready for that assessment, sure. consulting. Um, that is not a requirement. The assessment is a requirement, his isn't. However, um, again, I just, I just went to the town hall meeting um, that they had virtually um, where they basically pleaded with companies, please don't risk <laughs> not having someone that's accredited yeah. um, looking over your stuff, um, making your POAMs, making sure that you have everything on the right track. Because if you don't pass, um, a lot of money is at stake for you. Yeah. Um, and again, as we know, um, the cost might be heavy, um, but we can't hide from this. Either you get compliant and you pass the assessment or you stop working with the DOD. Um, and so Craig's role is real important. Yeah, I'll add to that. So there's a really strong line of ethics regarding the situation. And those who are assessors cannot help you consult on what you will be implementing in your organization. So if an assessor, so a certified individual who's went through the ranks of not only being a certified professional, but also a, an assessor, that individual cannot provide you guidance and then assess you. So that's where the registered practitioners come in, mm -hmm. the RPOs come in mm -hmm. to provide that, uh, that relationship to help assess. Now, it doesn't mean assessors can't help you. That just means that they basically stop their ability to, be able, to ever be able to assess you. Right. So you, right. it's important to bring in the RPs and even the certified individuals. They just know that the RPs are built really to help consulting, whereas the certified effort is driven more towards creating the assessing part right great yep last obstacle last question right we've we've talked about how much will it cost cost we've talked about should i do it myself um, the last one and um, one i thought a lot about um, is right if i don't need to meet the the interim role and this thing comes out in five years why shouldn't i wait four years um, and, and save money for four years what's what's stop what why should I get compliant now? Well, the unfortunate part is you can't truly, you can't get certified today unless you have an existing contract that's requiring it. So it, this is your kind of your area of work where you can start to achieve on a slower pace. So if I have to do a lot of work down the road, because at some point the, I have to do ML1 and I've not done any of that, so I've not I've not had to reach maturity level one. Uh, you really are in a sense because there's a FAR regulation that almost identically mimics uh, ML one or the maturity level one. So they really should at least be doing level one. It's a thing about that is you don't want to be caught in a position to where, uh, especially 
for a maturity level three. So they're going to require essentially six months of validation that you've been doing what you what you say you've been doing. You can't just start it up today, get it all ready to go, and next week call an assessor. They're going to come in and say, you're not really mature. You just started. This isn't a cultural situation. This is just you've started the process. So we're going to wait. We're going to wait, and you need at least six months under your belt of doing all the things that you're supposed to. If you do that now, then you're going to be so far ahead that whenever that time comes that you need to get a certified, need to get certified or get assessed, then that's going to be an easy approach. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have the certification. For example, when CMMC does show up, when it comes to a particular contract, and maybe it has 1,500 contractors underneath of it. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen that yet, then it's not a big deal. But as soon as it does and you want to bid on it, if you don't have a six-month gap in there to validate that and you didn't start it today, you're not going to get that bid because yep. by the time they yep. approve the contract, you don't have certification. It, it, you want to do it and start it now. And from a budgetary process, it's a lot easier to start putting that money in day after day after day versus you know dumping you know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars in it in, in six months because I don't have a choice. Right. And we'll say this, right? We have to understand and think about why is the DOD doing this in the first place? Right? It's because there's a problem. Right? They want to protect their data and companies have been compromised because they haven't been as compliant IT wise as they should have been. Um, and so even and again this is just this is just something that you can think about. Even if, uh, up to these next five years, even if a contract does not require a CMMC requirement, you can expect DOD to look more closely at those who are. Uh, they're, le they're less of a risk. This is why it's happening in the first place. Um, and so there are going to be, over time, over these next four years, more and more contracts that will require it. But you can expect that you will be more competitive with it nonetheless. Um, which is why Ace is, is um, jumping on. My company, Ace Consulting, is jumping on um, real early, as, as, as early as we can, um, to make sure that we are um, ahead of the game on this one. So one thing to add to that, uh, th there is the possibility that when you are reviewed during the interim rule, you are reviewed against others as a competing body for a particular part of a contract, and they look at all of your scores, and they see some that are really, really low, like negative 150, and then you've got some that are maybe 60 or 70 mm -hmm. on the positive side. Unless there's a tremendous relationship built between yep. you and that organization, they're not going to pick the low end. Yep. They're just not going to. So it's going to be really important as you continue to drive through the process of becoming compliant with 8171, go back in there and update those scores as those scores improve so that you're not looking really bad because you've done nothing and, uh, you know, a primer, you know, whoever you're contracting with decides, yeah, they're too much of a risk. I, I, I love them. They're good people. I just can't take that risk. Yep. Absolutely. So, Craig, what are you offering um, through Simplify T? So with the registered practitioner model that we've, we pulled yep. in, in in the RPO, what we're providing people with um, contractors with is the ability to sit down, have a consultation mm -hmm. about AR-171. If you read it, it's, it's kind of dry, it's kind of painful, uh, but you have to really understand what it's asking and then be able to validate and prove it. So you have to have, whether you're testing or something like that. So we help organizations understand what those requirements are. Yep. We offer 
the assessment op options so that we can do the assessment with them, for them, beside them. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we talk about each one of the requirements, what's needed. We provide options of security solutions that can meet those expectations. So it's one thing to read it. It's another thing to understand it. And it's a, another thing to be able, be able to apply a solution to it to complete that or whether it's a document, whether it's a policy, whatever it may be. We help them guide through that process so they can get that completed as quickly as possible for the interim rule. Mm -hmm. And then the idea then is to shift away from uh, the inner or shift away from that and going right into the POAM. When you go into CMMC, you can't have a POAM. You can't have gaps. You have to have everything completed. Mm -hmm. So the idea then is, is to pick off each one of the POAM op, uh, POAM uh, things that you put on there mm -hmm. and complete those, get them right. finished up and done. And that's where we come in so that when it is time to be assessed, you're ready. Right. Again, Craig is a registered practitioner. Um, he works with Simplified C. They are a registered practitioner organization. Correct. I believe the O is organization. Is that, that right? Is correct. Okay. That's yeah. Right. I, yeah. I was on the fly. Yes. Um, guys, you don't want to do this. Let Craig do it. Yeah. It's so boring. It's terrible. Okay, and Craig's an expert. Okay, we the investment is important. Again, the CMMC has opened up this nonprofit accreditation body to certify guys like Craig who know what they're doing. Or you all need to be. We need to be doing business and letting those experts do their work. Um, so by all means, we'll have the information down below. Um, we'll have the information for Simplified T, who they are, um, and contact info for how you can get a quote. Um, who you need to talk to to um, to see what do I need, where am I at IT-wise, um, because we're all, we're all in a different place compliance-wise. We really are. And so it's good to know that. Um, am, am I handling CUI data? Do you know that? Ask Greg. Yeah. He can tell you. That's a very important uh, answer. We are going to be um, getting ready maturity levels one, two, and are we doing three, Craig? Yes. We're yep. doing level yep. three, up to level yep. three, correct? Yep, that's correct. So yeah, four there's only five, 17 yeah. requirements we're looking at for level one. So that's just for FCI data. And essentially, if you don't know what that is, that's the contract information. But the idea from the federal government says that if it is not for public consumption, it is considered FCI. Everything that is not marked for public consumption yeah. is FCI. So that's the minimum uh, that we're going to be looking at when we move into the CMC world. And then two is a step stepping stone up to level three. And of level three, there's 130 requirements. 110, which are from 800, Yep. Well, all right. Well, Craig, do you have any closing remarks for us as we, as we close? No, just don't get in a situation where you look at this as a, uh, you know, as a freak out moment, uh, flight, fight or freeze. Don't mm -hmm. freeze don't because freeze. the delay. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, if it's your business, it's your livelihood, it's, you know, it's your legacy. And so it's not something that you want to play with and it's not something that you want to risk a chance. So don't fly away from it. Don't freeze. Mm -hmm. Fight it. And the way you fight it is you get it done. Yeah. And don't have to think that you do it yourself and even understand it. You can go and grab all the content that you need from the federal government's website for 8171, and you can read it, and you can do it yourself. But it's only going to burden you if you don't know the environment. So call upon someone, whether it's us or someone else, call upon someone mm -hmm. that can help you get through that quickly. That sounds great. Again, guys, this is this this is going to be an expense. Okay, this is not cheap. However, it's also necessary, unless you don't want to work with the DoD anymore. 
Okay, so this is something, and again, well, let's, let's um, clarify this. For those who have not worked with the DOD yet, the costs of this compliance, I believe, are reimbursable, correct? There are applicable expenses available. Important to know. But I will be very clear. If you have currently signed an agreement or a contract that says that you are to comply with 8171, the government is not going to fix your gap because you yep. chose to not do that. If you are a if you are new in the space and you're starting through this process, there is the potential that you can get some of that reimbursed, including uh, the the process or the fees from the assessor and things of that nature. But uh, if you are in the situation where you're re requiring compliance now, the, the amount of you know reimbursable is going to be really little because you're supposed to have already doing it. Yep. All right. Thanks, Craig your help um, again um, he is a registered practitioner works for ace or he works for simplified tea uh, we are partners on this endeavor uh, if you want to quote if you want to talk to someone please call um, at the number below or email at the email below love to talk to you about this um, other than that guys it's been a pleasure it's been great it's been a pleasure see you next time on con tech special edition work with experts work with ace